Yeah, guys, if you're looking to go back to school, if you're a first-time freshman or if you're looking to maybe finish up your college degree, MSU Denver Online is an awesome option. They've been doing the online school thing for forever. So they've totally mastered online education in a time when that's really our only option, uh, pretty much regardless of where you live. So check out MSU Denver Online. You can find out their whole uh, course list at msudenver.edu backslash online. It's awesome for every type of student. And myself and our Ali Monroe here at DNVR, we both took classes this summer. So go ahead and check out their class list. And again, no matter what type of student you are, they've got awesome classes, awesome teachers who want to see you succeed. Make sure to check them out. What is up, everybody? And welcome to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mattis, and I'm joined by everybody. We brought back the whole team. We've uh, trusted in continuity. And uh, we got everybody back over here. I've got with a nice smirk. It's Brendan Vote. It's always nice when you smile on the show. I got a comment. I have to say, somebody told me Vote doesn't smile enough. I don't believe that. I swear to uh, God. I swear to God. Like you wrote that yourself. So you <laughs> know, you, how is that okay to say? You can't uh, say that to a lady podcaster. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is yeah, true. You, you should smile that. more, Adam. No, I'm I'm genuinely happy to be here, fellas. We're genuinely happy to have you here. Uh, we also have a man who's hiding the wind in his hair, Harrison Wind. I'm smiling. I'm in a good mood too, but not because of the boxes behind me. I'm moving next week and I'm not excited at all. Dude, I feel like you move every I know. I was going to say, how did I not know this? And two, I feel like you just moved in. Oh, well, that was a year ago, uh, next week when I oh, moved wow. in. Wow, every that's year. crazy. That's every hard year. One, one move a year. You know, that's, that's how I do it. That's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we've got D-Line Co. You know, hey, guys, what's up? It's great to be back. I uh, can't help but uh, notice that nobody really missed me when I was gone. And I'd like to say that I like um, that Brendan keeps his smiles for only genuine moments of happiness. Like, what if you smiled and laughed all the time and just polluted this podcast? Like, the, <laughs> the, the, like <laughs> is there anybody in particular you think? No, I just like as a general a, comment. <laughs> a cell phone. <laughs> uh, today's Thursday show, guys, uh, we're going to go over some of the news and stuff. Some stuff that's kind of slipped through the cracks over the last couple of days. We've got it on the docket. There's Chauncey Billups being hired. I think that's going to be interesting. There's the, some latest on Jeremy Grant. There's what's happening in the Houston Rockets with Daryl Morey. Uh, and maybe just kind of talk about what that means. Uh, and then some other fun stuff. So uh, tomorrow, though, we are going to be back on the DNBA show, Friday edition at noon. You're going to want to tune in. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff going on. Um, so you're going to want to check that one out. Don't forget, set your calendar, set your watches every Friday at noon. All right, guys, let's get into this. The first piece of news I have for us to sort of talk about it, chew on a little bit. We've heard this in, you know, behind the scenes a lot. There's been some sprinkled out reports, but Sham Sharani is now reporting that Jeremy Grant and Denver have, as he puts it, quote, significant mutual interest in a new deal. First of all, I don't mean to like rag on my guy Shams, but he always has the greatest ways of phrasing things significant mutual interest um those are the type of phrases i have to think they like either was deliberately fed to him or is like his interpretation of a conversation it always cracks me up what is significant yeah. mutual interest um it's a, a lot of mutual interest there there's a heavy <laughs> amount of mutual interest here there's so much mutual interest that it's you, you'd say it was not insignificant. I do like that he explained what significant means. Yes, yeah, it's a, the concept of significance. <laughs> what does it mean? Well, mutual is between both parties, and significant is a lot. 
What was it? Was it Woj who had the draft yeah. night specials? They oh, are lasering in on. Maybe my favorite Woj night. He was incredible that. I night. mean, that, yeah. doesn't yeah, that sound like the idea is imminent? Oh, that's a good question. Then does it sound? I mean, I don't know. What do you vote? Uh, we'll kind of go to you. What, what? How do you interpret significant mutual interest? There, there's a good, there's a good faith effort on on both parties here. There so okay. I don't know if a deal is imminent. Maybe there are some some discrepancies on, on some of the details. Um, but both parties want to try to get this done, and, and that much has been made clear to each other. Yeah. So I remember when Will Barton was a free agent two summers ago, and the second free agency opened, yeah, the I Nuggets remember. and him yep. struck a deal, four year deal, kind of surprising, at least I think to us at the time that it happened yep. mm-hmm. like right away. Um, but that's what I expect this Jeremy Grant deal to be. I would be pretty surprised if the Nuggets and Grant didn't come to terms just like right when free agency opened. Because mm. the Nuggets are going to, I think, extend a pretty competitive and fair offer to him. He wants to come back. So I expect it to get done pretty quickly, as the reporting <laughs> indicates. Eric, you're a, a sure. chief negotiator. Um, I don't know if you are or not, actually, to be honest. But <laughs> I, at the NBA, so, there is a lot of I this where way, it's like – way onto this podcast. That means something. <laughs> that's true. You did just kind of sneak in. We did not hire you to be here. Uh, <laughs> I just never went home. Uh, but So one of the things that happens in the NBA is these reports – like, what is the point? Is Shams really informing the general public or is he like pushing a story out that benefits one party or the other? And we've heard like <laughs> there's significant interest around free agent X. Like this is an agent always being like, oh, you better pay for yeah, him because, I, I would agree. you know, Dwight Howard is garnering I would agree except for the mutual from, part from sort of throws that off. Like, you know what I mean? Like unless, unless from both I sides. mean, obviously that's anytime that you are in this part of the season where everything is meant as uh, leverage and bargaining and nothing can be taken. Uh, we are we absolutely, are in we're, we are in the gamesmanship though. part of the year yeah. where the general public is absolutely used to get better deals for athletes. Um, but I don't know, to me, that sounds different. Like th- this seems different. It, it, that sounds, that, that doesn't sound like um, other people better jump in to try and disrupt this, because he's he's just saying like, yo, they, these guys want to. So, no, no. See, I think the opposite. I think it might be the team being like, there's no sense in making him an offer, guys. Because look, <laughs> there's so, mutual interest here. I mean, you're wasting your time. I would if you say. I mean, I, I think that if as of. the team, if that was not true, you'd risk angering the. Like to me, that to me, this is like Shams talking to both sides independently and being like, okay, like. There, I, I I can hear it from both sides wow. that they're both you know like it's when you when you send your friend over with a note that says do you want to date my friend yes no and and they both like <laughs> they both made the X right next to the yes like not committing but not not committing like <laughs> is this a reference by the way that you two get Brendan do you and Harrison because this was Asking a little note. <laughs> well I didn't know Did maybe like paper? this was like texting or so like. Yeah. Did you guys have paper and notes? Is this a thing you went through yes. in middle school? I think I was still in the passing notes era of uh, middle school. Is that era still alive and well? Vote. Yeah, you were you just, just te- in middle school. I think you just text each other. Yeah, if I remember correctly, about four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, no, dude, I was there right at the end of like the Walkman. You know, write yeah. it down on like right when things really transitioned to everything's digital. Right. Yeah. 
the notes note taking really is funny and then like if you ever had a really explosive one but it got oh, picked up by the teacher and you're like oh shit sure, oh, this God. sucks like oh, also, wow like, i have to call your parents be like wow they are talking some wild stuff here in hindsight as an adult like what a boss move to just slowly stand there and oh, read man. it aloud in front of everyone like what a ridiculous way to handle well, you know that what? I want to do you know what the, so bad. The crazy thing is, is that like now that you're on the other side of the adulthood part of that, you'd read it and you'd be like, Johnny thinks that Becky should and he should kiss. And like that's the bit. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like as an adult, you're like, this is honestly, I just want to hear this read out loud because it's like the most entertaining <laughs> thing that I can imagine. <laughs> that's so funny. Hey, this is I went to oh, Thornton at middle. Flex. We no no joke. For an entire year, like all of eighth grade, I played dice during math class in the bathroom. Like, I just sneak off for the entire bathroom, play dice with this group of kids for our lunch money. It's a really a hilarious, uh, hilarious moment in time. Oh, man, this uh, show does not talk about the Denver Nuggets enough. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, for real. Um, all right, I'll get back on track. Anyway, I do think that this is like the notes. I do think the X is next to yes. I think all this stuff is true. This happens to be a leverage play that is actually also true. I think the Nuggets want to get Jeremy Grant on a great deal and want everybody to know we'll match no matter how high you go, so don't go very high at all. We'll, yeah. We want this guy. I mean, I think if you're like the Detroit Pistons reading that report from Shams, you're like, well, shit, even if we offer him like a million or two million more, he's still probably not – taking that offer he's still probably going back to denver yeah so i feel like that's if i'm in the northwest division i I'm i just you. i go okay and i just offer him a crazy deal yeah like if i'm portland right right um, yeah well yeah portland can't yeah they can't i mean really the only, the only teams with cap space it, the only teams with cap space guys it's like phoenix it's atlanta it's yeah. detroit dallas was in this report but i don't buy that because they want to keep their cap room open for yana so i don't buy dallas as a real suitor but the other potential suitors they can't give grant what the nuggets can they can't give him <laughs> a starting spot as a contender on a contender and like a couple million i don't think is going to sway him in that direction so i don't know a couple million it's I like know. this is the I thing know. we always say like, like like what? What's it? Just a couple four million dollars. I mean, what's he going to be like? Well, it's $4 I do. I do love the, I don't know. the economy of sport is just like so goddamn ridiculous. You just can't even possibly translate it into your life. I, when people are like, "Oh," because in our lives, it'd be like, "Vote." Would you go to uh, Boston to cover the the Red Sox for an extra million? Like instead of forty million to cover the Nuggets, forty one to cover the Red Sox, like, and you'd probably yeah. be like, "No," but if. But I don't know. It's different when you're actually getting paid that money. Of course, dude. Know. Like when people are like, oh, man, this guy's got to come back and play for the veteran minimum. Like he's only going to make $2 million. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, uh, <laughs> I'm making I'm making the human minimum. And uh, that's <laughs> like, I would do anything for that amount of money. I also wonder, though, like, I also wonder, too. I mean, this is really sort of galaxy brain, I guess. But don't you stand a chance to make that four mil back and some like if you the next four years of your career are you like winning titles or competing for titles sure it's yeah. a meaningful part of a team that it's going to be playing against the clippers and the lakers it's part of why he's in this position right now right and maybe he looks at this as he's still going for the bag because this is his best chance but with this weird funky sort of cap year you know maybe he does have a mind towards the next contract after that right. uh, and so there's yeah. really sort of no better way to sort of set set up his career i I would guess than fin- than than finishing this out here at Denver. So I something do. else that will make him look really good too, playing next to Nikola Jokic for the next. <laughs> That's true. Also true. Years. Also good point, Harrison. 
Yeah, I do think Denver, though, I, I think two things. One, I think the numbers I see people throw out for Jeremy Grant, I'm just, I think they're too high. I don't think he's a, even 50 million a year to me is like seems high for him. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the market leads to him being paid like that. I just don't think he's that good, you know, that type of player. Denver probably would go up to that number if they have to, but people throwing out these like somebody's going to offer him 20 million a year. Yeah. I'm like, really, for Jeremy Grant? I'm not so sure, guys. Like, I'm I really, I think we're overestimating a part yeah, of yeah, like, I'm really our curious guy what- here this would all look like had that Lakers series not happened where Jeremy like really, really, really started to shine. I mean, the whole year. Well, we have to remember the Oklahoma city thunder just traded him for a late first round draft. It's like, that's kind of what his market value was a year ago. Is it that much better now? He played fewer minutes. It's, it's true. And he, uh, I, and for most of the year, he just kind of was a non-factor. I mean, we weren't really talking about him. We, we, it's, It, it, it's. I was gonna say. Sorry, I mean, go I, I again, like I always base everything on whether or not I've made a shirt about a player is to to know. <laughs> it's a it good. Is. It's a because good. Because you forget. It's a, it's a good and like scale. for me to make yeah. a shirt, like I need really need to be moved by the Holy Ghost. So he, um, we had the idea of we had of an making, incredible. Oh, good. Can I share? So, good. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm hijacking your point completely, but <laughs> I was going to say well, the shirt I most regret us not getting. We had a great Wancho Land shirt. I can share yeah. this now as it'll never come to see the light of day. Oh, we had an incredible greeting, Wancho Land. He is a uh, free agent this offseason. Greeting, greetings from Wancho Land. And we were ready. This was like back in 2017, yeah. ready to release this thing. We're like, all right, let's just wait for the moment he really <laughs> breaks out. Just, then he got mono, then he came back and never yeah. played. It was like, well, I guess we'll just yeah. never But for Jeremy Grant, like, we wanted to make a, an elastic assassin shirt like early on and it just like never it just like uh, never felt like the right time because he was never like really impacting the game until right, right. until that Lakers series and it was like oh my god we cannot lose jeremy grant we cannot lose this guy he's like our most he's the only one that can make threes in pressure situations like he fills in every crack that we have <laughs> that we didn't realize um yeah so i, I yeah. But but that's the reason that's the reason why he's getting these big offers now and he's being viewed this way because teams are looking at him as a three now. He teams yeah, were yeah. not looking at him as a three before. He was a a four so, who, a who could maybe play five. They were not looking at him as a guy I who could defend team. these huge wings. Now they are. And if yeah. I'm Jeremy Grant's agent, I'm like, yeah, my guys, my guys <laughs> a three now. Look this at who he great, was in the playoffs. Yeah, I love it. He should be pay, paid like the top threes. He's a three. Yeah, Love so it. that's why people are looking at Jeremy Grant different now. Harrison Wynn needs to be an agent. I want him to be. <laughs> that's my funny agent. though. <laughs> negotiate my next that's, deal with the that's like exactly when, on, when man, I used to pass great. notes. My friends would pass notes. That's what it said. My my man's a three now. Like you got to <laughs> 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 with, yes or no. I'm not going to say <laughs> yes to Eric. He's a two. <laughs> it makes sense, but it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was too funny all right let's take a quick break on the other side of our first break though um chauncey billups our main man king of park hill smooth himself mr big shot going to the clippers the clippers did the nuggets make a mistake we'll talk about that um, here on the other side if you guys are looking to pick up some Breck Brews, uh, make sure to check out the Palisade Peach from Breck Brew. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew where you are, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Uh, Palisade Peach, an awesome beer, and uh, I think it should come with a warning label because those things go down super smooth. Uh, tons of other great options from Breck Brew as well, so make sure to pick up some of those this week. Also, week five of football is in the books. 
Now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week six. Of course, there's no better place to get in on all the action than what DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week six, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, six head weeks to the app store now offer. you want to miss this. Yeah, I can't believe this is actually still around. I love how Harrison's always on a delay. <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, keep talking so that he keeps getting delayed, and then we see how long the delay is. <laughs> well, this is just gonna elongate the DraftKings read, so I think they'll be pleased with it. But uh, Dra- DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of the $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday, not just in the NFL, but. Tons of other sports as well. Make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. For a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to 500 bucks, deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. There we go. So, all right, back here uh, on the DNVR Nuggets podcast. So, a couple things have started to happen. Like, the offseason feels like it has begun in earnest because we are starting to see some people quit, some people be signed. And the first piece of news we have here is that Teron Liu formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers, formerly of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I think also some, some other, but he, he played for a bunch of teams during his career. Can you name a single other team Toronto? Luke he played for the for? Hornets. I, I feel I think like he Muggs did. And Bugs. I'm trying like to a, think of this. Short guy. <laughs> well, of course. Well, I, I, I was, the, the Charlotte was. Oh, the, Lakers. The, no, Lakers yeah, are you, got stepped over. Are you, are you pulling it up right now? now? Orlando, <laughs> Houston, Atlanta. Don't remember any of this. Dallas, Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't remember any of those. Basically Washington. every team in the league. Wow, the one I mentioned. um anyway teron lu is now going to be the head coach of the los angeles clippers before we get to his assistants which i think people are listening to like what do you guys make of that move i'll start i'll start with you vote like the clippers (laughs) they're they're clearly a team that's going to be so different i think next year but just the starting piece here now with teron lu what do you think I mean, I think the most important thing about the Clippers, even after that collapse, is still Kawhi and Paul George. And Lou has a resume here as a guy who has successfully coached stars and star egos um, to a title. And, you know, look, I, I've been very big on on how few of us really can, can say much about what coaches are bringing tactically in these various situations. But there are a lot of smart basketball minds that I trust that insist Lou is a, is a much smarter coach then it gets credit for not just a placeholder in those LeBron years. Um, so I think if you're a Clippers fan, this is, this is probably the hire you were looking for. Uh, yeah. And I think it's a smart move from the outside looking in. He's young and he's respected. One thing I wonder when, didn't he go to the hospital from stress from coaching LeBron and that Cavs team? And I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of this. I'm saying that like a lot of coaches get into this and, like it really beats them down. I think about this all the time, even with Michael Malone, there are days you could see him where it's just like, dude, he needs a freaking break. Cause this guy is like cracking at the seams. And I wonder like, if you just told me high stress jobs, the Clippers is like as stressful a job as you can p- kind of take on. I don't, I don't know that that's the only thing I thought about when I saw this news. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the best job out there, but it's definitely the comes with the most pressure. Like, yeah. 
this team's got to win, and I don't know how much different it will look next season. There could be some some changes, but like they're going to be expected to contend again next season. Now, the fact that Tyloo was an assistant in LA, like on Doc Rivers' staff this season, that's probably one of the lower stress assistant jobs in the league, I would think. Mm. So he, he's probably you know, well-rested and ready for this. I'm kind of just, I I guess I'm not surprised at what took so long because I bet the Clippers wanted to put on, like they made this huge, Mm. like far reaching search, but they always knew they were going to hire Ty (laughs) And then while they were doing that, it seemed like Ty flew down to Houston and like acted like he was really interested in the Rockets job to make the Clippers finally come to terms. So uh, I think, you know, this was, pretty much decided from the minute they fired doc rivers that it was going to be tyloo but um it's a high pressure job man that's for sure we were talking about this before but i think before the show but i think tyloo is probably the biggest name available not to say he's the best coach available not to say he's not but he was probably like jeff van gundy and stan van gundy's name have been thrown around i just don't know if those are like exciting move and the, the clippers to your point harrison don't have a year to waste like if it doesn't work next year it's really over i mean that's a failed experiment and the clippers go back to being like the worst version of the clippers so there is a lot of pressure here but i don't know i just tyloo maybe i'm being maybe every time you do something with lebron you just as a coach you just get discounted so much but i'm just i don't know that i i look at him and go like oh wow the clippers they're 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 at the top yeah now. i feel like Okay. I mean, it, it doesn't it kind of seem yes. like a safe hire? <clears throat> to me, it seems like a, just like a shorter version of Doc Rivers, right? Like, <laughs> like I don't know that anybody anybody Physically. looks at uh, Tyron Lue and, and and says like, "Wow, wow, that's like a uh, tactical genius." It's just like he manages. And the problem with the Clippers is that that well, Maybe, I, mean, I, I mean, this is just I it. I mean, you guys probably watched him operate in Cleveland a lot more than I did, um, but I mean, I always just got the sense that. LeBron James didn't want to listen to David Blatt anymore. So they just got somebody that was on his level so that they could sort mm-hmm. of figure it out together in a sense. That was the perception, I, I think, from a sort yeah. of broader, more casual standpoint. But there's been pushback in that right. in the last few months if you've listened to sort of pods and, and articles about about just this very thing. Well, and also with Spolstra, we got this, right? Like, Spolstra wins two championships with a hero. Like, he's not, you know, whatever. Maybe he's good, maybe he's not. But he's now since proven, like, oh, yeah, he actually is a pretty, really, really smart so- coach. Maybe Toronto. Why didn't Why didn't he hang on after? Because it was so stressful, it almost (laughs) killed him. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the reason he got out of it was because of that. Like it took such a toll on him. And maybe now, like you, I I do wonder if there's something too. Like you can't put everything you have into coaching because it's such a marathon that you have to like sometimes be like, you know what, our defense sucks, and there's nothing I can do about it in December. So I'm just gonna ride December out. Yeah, Um, that is funny though because you're right. The Clippers' job has that same level of weight but people coaches do this like they do this in the nfl like gary kubiak went to the hospital and then right yes uh, it was like exactly. he shouldn't be coaching anymore then he just came back because he couldn't handle it urban meyer, urban meyer yeah like, it's just it, there's yeah. something uh just so foundational apparently or um these front offices are just so deeply uncreative that they only have like eight people they feel they, they can choose from so that you just talk guys that have done it before back into doing it. 
Can you imagine though? Here's the thing. I'm so glad Denver does not have a coaching search because when I hear the likes meeting with right. Stan Van Gundy went really well, Jeff Van Gundy's up next. I'm just like, Jesus, God, what are we doing? Like, can you imagine if the Nuggets were like, all right, we couldn't get past the Clippers, but that's why we need Stan Van Gundy to come like, in. We're getting Larry Brown back I, in I here, watched, right? Well, I watched the Pelicans right now in their search and I'm just like, okay, they're at a very pivotal point. They need to find their guy. And some of the names you keep hearing, it's like, what? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Wes Sunset will get there and he'll be the next guy. But let's go to what people really want to hear about, which is that he hired a lead assistant, Chauncey Billups. And a couple years back, Chauncey Billups didn't want to be an assistant GM, didn't want to be an assistant coach. I think that guys like him specifically are seeing that that's actually the only route. No matter what, you have to kind of pay your dues now. It's very, very – I mean, Steve Nash is the exception. Steve Nash. It's it's like there's still the exceptions. but And there's, you know, maybe some white, black – issues that are going on there that some of these first time coaches when you're white get a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt or what have you but there's also been a lot of coaches who have gone through the hey you don't have to be an assistant for 10 years you can go in and be an assistant for a couple years and move on up if you're really good at it but nonetheless Chauncey Billups now an assistant coach for the Clippers I'll start with you Wind. a lot of people have wanted Chauncey to be a part of the organization for a long time Denver didn't at the moment have an opening as an assistant coach, but do you feel like they've missed an opportunity to bring Chauncey Billups into the fold over the last, you know, five, six years? Well, I mean, they've had openings on their staff, but previously uh, going back to last off season, the off season before that Chauncey Billups didn't want to be a coach. He wanted to be a GM. He wanted to be a president of basketball ops. So um, if he was going to take a job in these last couple of years, it would have been the front office. And, you know, Denver has had, has had, has been really confident in the front office that they've had and, and for a good reason. So right. um, they haven't really had an opportunity to bring him in there. And, you know, Chauncey only pivoted to wanting to be a coach. It seems like very recently, like yeah. over the last several months. Um, that being said, I think Chauncey's going to be an incredible coach. Uh, I think he, I think he connects with players really well. I think he obviously knows the game. He's still been around the game ever since he retired. He was a broadcaster for the Clippers this past year in addition to being kind of an analyst with ESPN. So I think he's going to be a great assistant. And I predict that this time next year, we're going to be talking about him as like the top candidate for whatever openings that are a one year springboard. Wow. Vote. I kind of look at this and I think Steve Kerr went from player to general manager, to co- to extremely successful coach. And I wonder if Chauncey maybe goes the opposite route and then like yeah. he does the coach thing for a year or two and then he be- gets hired as a GM. I could see it. I mean, you know, what, could not have less insight into yeah. uh, Chauncey the GM, but I right. couldn't agree more with what Wynn said that as far as establishing a basketball culture, which does extend beyond just the coaches, that is also a front office responsibility as well. Yeah. Um, Tim's done a good job of that in Denver. There could not be a better guy in terms of like still connected to the young players today, um, has all that sort of traditional respect you might associate with the older crowd in terms of teasing yeah. that group. And um, also if you've met him, which I think we've all had the, the, the privilege to do so, really, really nice, affable guy. Yeah, and oh, I totally. just think there's a presence there. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, man, I know that the wired up segments and TNT, like we're not getting the best stuff. But how often do you watch a coach in this league and just think they are not listening to a word? Got to get back on defense, guys. <laughs> Got to get back not on defense. Word. Defense yeah. turns offense. 
Dude, like Michael Malone really his his press. Our defense is our offense. His yeah. pressers are almost like he's giving those speeches to the media. To the media, <laughs> you know. And LeBron's like, all right, cool, thanks, Frank. All right. Um, so we need to defend better. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. And also score One better. Stop right. at any yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know what I do think. Um, at least in the beginning, I think if Chauncey Billups is standing up and talking, everyone's everyone's looking up and listening. Yeah. So I, I'm with wind, um, you know, from what little I could see from afar, it yeah. looks like a smart choice. Eric, what do you think? Hold on. I want to ask you this angle on it, though, is Chauncey, I always think about this vote. You watched the 2009 run and you were like, wow, Chauncey, I never knew, you know, like he had, he was really good. I, a lot of these guys are just young. Like Chauncey wasn't in the league there. Does he have that? Do the do guys nowadays know Chauncey as the analyst and like former player? Or do they know him as like a guy that was Mr. Big Shot finals? Um, I don't think we're so far removed that people don't know. I mean, he's got the nickname that has stayed with him and has Mr. Big Shot means yeah. something. Um, but the thing about Chauncey Billups is that he has the absolute right temperament. He's very articulate he's very intelligent he's super competitive he has absolutely everything that you want like he just seems like an ideal candidate to be a coach like he's absolutely the player that um the assistant coach that can talk to the players and be on their level you know like be the bridge between um a a coach and and the rest of the players like i'm just so bummed because he was it wasn't that he wanted to be a gm he got offered the gm position of the cleveland cavaliers and he I, I thought he like accepted it and then ascended right, and then right. then backed that's out right. on it because uh, it just seemed like it was right. a mess. It was a right. Loser. So I mean, yeah, he that that was not only attainable to him. He had the it, he had the position. It was offered to him. So um, yeah, I always thought coach would be the better route for him. I'm bummed that it's not going to happen with the Nuggets first. Um, I just think he's he's exactly um, exactly the right person, the right type of person, and the right person. Uh, specifically that's going to be so successful in that role i i just hope that it, it it takes him to the nuggets somehow i don't know that this this makes me less confident that that ever happens though mm, i i do wish that the nuggets had a little bit more of a through line across I mean, i've talked about this a lot and maybe it's not from hiring people maybe it's something else but i do wish that the nuggets this felt like alex english's nuggets you know it just doesn't he just feels like a guy that like used to rent yeah. this house yep right and and has since moved on and you're just like oh i never knew you used to live here sure you want to look at what we've done to the basement so yeah like i kind of feel like the tour yeah yeah you want the tour oh this is where you used to grow up and i wish that there was more of that like in there but again i don't know that you necessarily end up just hiring you know for a while the nuggets had that dan issel was around like he bridged the 80s and 90s gap and that's not exactly a great decade in 90s basketball so maybe this stuff can be overstated but I just do wish there was something to it. I personally don't feel like the Nuggets missed. Uh, look, the time of Chauncey was able to do both a general manager and an assistant job. Denver had no need for it and right. continues to not really necessarily have a need for it. So it hasn't worked out. So I'm glad they didn't necessarily change things. I think it would have been difficult to bring him in under Tim Conley. Well, now does he right. undermine Tim Conley? Like, you know, he's more popular locally. He's more well-known. Like, okay, is that tough? You bring him with Michael Malone, I think much the same thing. So, I just never – I don't think it ever made sense for him to be here over the last five years. All right. Good stuff. Last thing before we take our last break, Daryl Morey steps down from the Houston Rockets job. Um, oh. Not surprising at all, but this Houston Rockets team, I mean, we, everybody knows. So Tillman Fertitta, uh, billionaire on paper at least. So it <laughs> seems. That, so yeah. it seems. A lot of his money – he got hit hard by the pandemic. He owns a bunch of restaurants. I mean, that's his main source of income. Restaurants obviously have taken a, a real bath. Uh, in this pandemic and 
he also before all of that was a guy by all account, he has a book called shut up and listen he's by all accounts like one of these guys and it happens almost i would say 90 percent of new nba owners are this guy where they're like oh nobody seems to figure out the nba but i with my business savvy know exactly how to build a contender and so is it that much of a shut surprise that listen. one year later they no longer have mike d'antoni they no longer have daryl morey all right tillman for tito this is his job i'll start with you and is this the collapse of an empire, a once great empire? And maybe not great, a once very good empire in Houston. Are they like a chess piece that's off the board now? Yes. Uh, this is the demise of the Houston Rockets. I, I would be surprised if James Harden is still a Houston Rocket like after this next season. Wow. I feel like his, his time there is probably almost up. I mean, look, Mike D'Antoni was so much of their like identity – but yeah. so was Daryl Morey. And right. when you don't have one of those guys, it was going to be tough enough to keep this thing going. Um, it, it already seemed like with both of them, there was kind of nearing its ending point. But without both of them, I mean, what even is this team? Correct. Part of what made Houston so successful was just the style they played, the personal they had. And A, I don't know like how successful Harden's going to be in like a more traditional um, kind of philosophy. Um, but B, like if they just totally pivot and, and blow everything up, just like, I don't know I just don't think it's going to be a very good team. So yeah, this, this, this is the, the demise, but I mean, hats off to Daryl Morey for, for going for it in the golden state warriors era and, and really challenging the warriors more so than any other team uh, cool. in the West, at least over those, that uh, warriors dynasty. Was it over 27? Was it yep. over 23? Yep. I mean, think about that. Misses, yeah. And just two, three of those go yeah. down. He, what he did worked, right? Did, uh, but yeah. it didn't though. That's the thing is like, I know. that's the no, thing. No, no, that's no, the no, point. no. I'm agreeing with you in this one way that like people will only remember him specifically like nerd basketball doesn't work. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, very close to against the greatest team yeah, I've ever it's, seen. It's, but It's right. crazy too. It's like too if bad. you think about him stepping down, like him stepping down feels like probably a, Politic, a nice way to gloss over um, the team sort of like looking at like, all right, we had that insane China thing that happened. Uh, you right, 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 right. absolutely went like pulled out all the stops and traded for um, Russell Westbrook. You like the team is in terrible shape. You could argue Daryl Morey had this thing planned. Yeah. A whole summer ago. And he's like, you know what I'll do? Make one oh, last totally. Hail Mary where if it doesn't work Dude. out, this team is F. Oh, that's, that's absolutely like <laughs> everybody's going to be like, man, that Daryl Morey, he really did a great job. It, it just didn't work out. The person who's not going to feel that way is whoever steps in is the next uh, yeah. GM that's like, oh, wow, look at this <laughs> smoldering <laughs> house that got like now I have to live here and try and build it back up into a nice house in the neighborhood. Like they're, they're, they're in such dire straits now as a franchise. Yeah. I always thought that LeBron did this a little bit with Cleveland and Miami when he went to Miami where he was like, I'm going to throw all these great assets at Cleveland so that four years from now when I return, there'll be some good assets in place for my team. And make sure you go and get Shabazz Napier. Peace. (laughs) Don't don't you think the final straw for uh, Daryl Morey was – Tillman for Tedder was like for Tito was like, all right, you know who you're going to interview for a head coaching job? It's going to be Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Daryl Moore was like, all right, you know it's what? been real. Yeah, <laughs> Run, guys. <laughs> one thing I will say, though, about Daryl Morey, and it's I, we don't have to get into this too much. I think he's obviously one of the smarter GMs just in terms of, like, understanding value and moving, you know, contra the salary cap and how you structure salary cap so you can be flexible and all this stuff. He's great at that. I do think that 
wherever he goes and especially where he was in Houston was inherently not cool. And not only was it not cool, it's always also inherently sort of like soulless in a way that I think is, is sort of important. Like there is um, a soul to a lot of these good teams that goes top to bottom. I mean, Pat Riley, for example, is the culture of the Miami heat, right? Or he's as much of it as anybody. And I think Daryl Morey is the culture of the Houston Rockets. This is why they complain about fouls. This is why like they, Memos. Want, they want to point out how many points James Harden's can score in a row or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you know, you kind of suck. And also like you, you know, everybody that goes there just feels like they're a piece of an algorithm rather than like actual part of a championship contender. I, and I don't know that he can solve that actually. Well, that means he's probably suited for like a big market contender, you know, like that style. I don't know if it would jive in a totally rebuilding situation, but if he goes to someplace like Philly, that's a formula I think could potentially work there. You know, <laughs> going Man, what from is Sam Hinkie to Elton Brand to Daryl Morey would just be the funniest, like closed wow. loop. Like, all right, well, I guess we're back to the process. Morey um, would come in swinging, right? Like that team as constructed is the least Morey team. I mean, oh, totally. Morey, he yeah. would just have an aneurysm. You probably deal Joel Embiid for James Harden straight <laughs> right on. away. Just right away. <laughs> so that's exactly what would happen. Uh, all right. Well, let's take another break, guys. On the other side, we'll wrap up with a little bit of fun stuff. Um, just a little, little quick hitters. It'll be a short third segment. Uh, here's what I want you guys to do right now. Go to dmvrgolf.com. Download WGT World Golf Tour. Super fun tournament. golf game. And uh, yeah, most weekends at DNVR, we have tournaments. Uh, how you register for those tournaments, download the game, uh, search for the DNVR Three Country Club, register in that, and you'll automatically be entered. Sometimes we give out cash prizes, 200 bucks, 100 bucks. We give out free DNVR swag as well. And when you're not playing in those tournaments, you can play against 20 million people online. So download WGT from uh, dnvrgolf.com and then search for the dnvr3 country club and also guys you can subscribe now and subs- and save 20 percent with a strava craft coffee subscription uh, we know a lot of you have taken advantage of that one time first time strava craft coffee offer but now you can save 20 percent off any product that you're subscribing to with a strava craft coffee subscription you can get your coffee every two three four six or eight weeks and 20% off any product you're subscribing to with the code DNVR20. Core Strava Craft Coffee, packed with CBD, can help relieve long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, stress, can really help you out in these times. So uh, you can save 20% off a Strava Craft Coffee subscription with the code DNVR20. All right, back here for the final segment here. We're just gonna go over a couple quick hitters here. Um. Where did this come from? I saw it on Reddit. Oh yeah, it was uh, on on. This is actually comes from the uh, Nuggets Instagram account. The Nuggets asked one of these questions: Who is your all time favorite Nugget? Jamal Murray's answer. Drum roll. Wancho <laughs> Hernan Gomez. Incredible answer. Incredible answer. Is, is this enough to bring back he the Wancho Land T-shirt? Just this. <laughs> just, just this Instagram comment. I'm telling you, it was a beauty. It was a beauty, man. How much uh, do I have to pay for like a single? Just a single. We should do that. this like the Wu Tang album where we only sell one. But it's yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty dumb um i don't know man honestly like i know it's crazy 
I still, I, I wish Wancho was on the squad, man. I, st- I really do. We're not even half a season. We're not even half like a season. Little he's like, incomplete. We're still in the morning process. We can't quite get over it. <laughs> Flat yeah. goes, you know, it's like a lesser Wancho. Um, why do we have yeah. TBD? Oh, he should be on this team too. They love him. The fans love him. Just a shooter on the bench. You probably don't play him, but whatever. I mean, just why? I don't. I we'll see what he commands. Um. Uh, and how much he gets paid, but why not? If he was affordable, I would say, why not? <laughs> He's not coming back, man. Maybe in like five years, like he'll get to make his return or something. But I just thought it was meaningful that Jamal Murray, of all people, said uh, number one. Uh, Jamal Murray's replace, or I'm sorry, uh, Juancho Gomez's replacement, Vladko Chanchar. This is like a week or two weeks old, but thick with two C's. <laughs> Or is it three C's? It either way, he's three. it might be three. It might is be it, three C's. This dude, three? man, he is like totally the like. Oh, I hate to even say this because I hope he's not listening. Because I have to say, he put hashtag Photoshop on. Yeah, he we is were listening. talking, so yep. he might actually be listening here. Good chance but he is. He is the guy that like just found the weight room and went from like kind of dorky to like we're from a hero a zero to a hero. Yeah, he went to the weight room and like between freshman and senior season. Now he's like beating up all the uh, former jocks and stuff. He looks like, like yeah. an extra in the three hundred. He's just like photoshopped eighth and. What's well, like really funny? To- what is this? It, maybe Vlatko is the the backup center. We never knew. <laughs> I'm saying I've been saying like, look, man, why not? I actually like Vlatko's game. He's just so limited. But like, I think I like Plumlee's game. He's so limited. Why not? Is there a real reason that? The physicality can't wear. I mean, PJ Tucker is a backup center. Can't Vlatko be a backup? Can he beat PJ Tucker? Maybe. That's funny though. It's funny. It's yes or no. Six nine. <laughs> six nine. Yoked out of his mind. Yeah, first well, first Possibly. off, I one point of contention. I don't think he's thick. I think thick is reserved for if you if you have a natural endowment in the yeah, in the backside. I think I he's really swole. Know. He's swole. Oh, thick yeah, is yeah, more yeah. about your ass. So he's he's not yeah, thick, uh, he's yeah, swole. That's it, Adam. It, it is it is. And it's funny that uh, he is in the gym working on the time, like on the thing that doesn't help you at all with basketball. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. Like, <laughs> well, you yeah, have to be no, insanely but Vlatko, skilled. Vlatko is also just going to be probably undersized. He, he's like going to yeah. be playing the four or five. He's going to be undersized, so he's got to be jacked. As shit. <laughs> See, he's that's what it. I think. I think he looks at it. It's the opposite of Jeremy Grant, where Jeremy Grant's like, "Yo, I'm quick enough to be out there guarding the guards and wings and stuff." And I think Vlatko's like, "Yo, I'm way too slow for that. So I just got to get big enough to like fight with the white underneath the basket." Yeah, Maybe I mean, works. like, th- th- I think I think about Vodka in like scrimmages when the Nuggets are practicing, and he's definitely like the scout team guy guarding Yoke or guarding Paul Millsap. So right, he's right, like, right. I got to beef up for those. You think he did this for practice? I love that. I love the theory yeah. that he did this just to be a better. I think he practice. did it by accident because he's Yoke's like, lifting partner, yeah. and so he's just trying yeah, he's to like, push I, I got to put all, I gotta pull all task. the stops to be the best <laughs> teammate possible. <laughs> like look what we've heard was that vladko and and Jokic, you know they obviously get on they speak the same language you know they can you know you know whatever do you think there's anything to like vladko honestly can stay in this league if he just like becomes jared dudley and just makes sure the star players are doing their jobs 100 percent, dude you think this is what happens is like vladko's like in serbia right now he's going back and forth between slovenia and serbia just being like yo this week we're doing workout together listen if i was vladko i would hitch my wagon to yoke as securely as i possibly send that guy in a diaper home me and you are going to do the workout 
Yeah, because <laughs> maybe he showed up in his own diaper. I mean, you never know. Um, I guess is that it? Oh, Serge Ibaka. We can get to this one. Serge Ibaka has removed everything Raptors related Ooh. from his bio and has unfollowed Raptors teammates. This is my favorite the thing of the 20, 21st century. In the NBA. eyeball emoji. <laughs> yeah, eyeball emoji. Harrison, um, I haven't checked your Instagram lately. Are, are you still? Are we following each other still? Um, if you were going to leave the NBR, would you? My bio. Still if you were going to leave, would you just unfollow everybody very passive aggressively? <laughs> That's just so <laughs> funny, right? Like, like it makes you wonder. Like, does Serge Ibaka not like Mark Gasol? That he's like, you know what? F it. I'm not following on Instagram anymore. Yeah, I, I was like Serge Ibaka's agent. Did he? Did he pass him a note? And was like, <laughs> another note. Yeah, they're having a. They don't know if they're going to resign you. And he's like, all right, done with this team. Done with this argument. <laughs> Taking them out. Maybe of the Raptors were Twitter bio. too political. It, it's that time of year where you start to unfollow people that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it is. Yeah, he's just election <laughs> too much, guys. I had to really, really, cut, really call my timeline a little bit here. Um, well, well, he's just I, getting ready to join the uh, uh, Los boy. Angeles Lakers. Don't, why would you say that, man? So I saw that the other day. Like Gallo put out a thing that was. Like, it's not about the money. I just want to go somewhere where I can win. And everybody's like, Nuggets? And I was like, guys, that means Lakers. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, anytime there's a great, like, high profile free agent, they're like, oh, this guy just wants to win a chip. Maybe he'll come to Denver. Like, guys, no. They are all yeah. going to the late. It's going to be Ibaka. It's going to be Gallo. It's going oh, to be all these God. dudes are going to be no. Gordon Hayward. It's going to be like, well, all right. Well, dude, I'm not, re- I'm not ready to hate Grant. Gallo. He can't go to the Lakers. <laughs> that, that would suck. Oh, dude, Gallo is 1,000% a guy that goes to the Lakers. Like, he's tailor-made to be in L.A. amongst all the models and just, like, he's not playing thrive. until not playing until the after the All-Star break where he's like, all right, now I'm healthy. I'm play for what this is Gallo's dream. Uh, um, anyway, those are my only bits of news. I, I'm a little tongue-in-cheek here. I don't think the Lakers get every single one, but they probably will end up getting a Serge Ibaka or a Gallo type that you're just kind of like, why did, why do they get him as well? And that's why. Um, because and, and because uh, if you do, the athletic will call you the greatest, whatever of all time. Well, I mean, also be there. You have to give credit to Robin. Oh, <laughs> Serge Jeannie Ibaka, Buss, this time dude. next year, the best four, the be- yeah. best backup four. Is he the best in NBA yeah. The best I- international big of all time. What? What are we doing here? <laughs> No, it, you guys haven't noticed. They've moved on. It's Palinka. You know, they've already – he should have been the, the executive of the year. But, how, guys, how about Jeannie oh Buss? I owner mean, of we, the- for a moment, can we just talk about incredible owner she has been over the year? I mean, just oh, never no, a wrong no. move. I mean, granted, they're uh, – Really the unsung granted, hero Granted, the Buss family this. eroded and all fell into uh, infighting, and um, it's been a disaster for the last 10 years. But she did hire Rob Palinka, who's the uh, GM of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I really want Johnny Boland oh to take God. over the Broncos and them to win a Super Bowl and just be like, and I'm going to be so, and I'll be like, you know, Johnny Boland, he no, did all the no. right moves. I don't know. Man, that would be the best <laughs> Instagram story. Johnny Bus is the same as uh, Beth Boland, not Beth, uh, Brittany Boland. Right, right. Like that, that, that is our right, path right. back to the top. Johnny Boland is, <laughs> uh, that's like Jim the other, yeah, the other bus. That would be it yes, is the bus. Jerry yeah. bus. The doofus bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, Godfather, but they're all afraid of. So that's really what it comes down to. Vote still doesn't catch that reference. Um, that, that, that'll do it for today's show. Don't forget, guys, tomorrow at noon, we're going to be having the DNBA show. Lots of fun. Trying to line up our guests right now, but we're going to have a lot of fun for that one. Do a live show. You're going to want to join us for lunch on Friday. Until then, adios, amigos. 
Yeah, before we get out of here, guys, if you are in the Denver area, if you want to drop by the DNVR bar, we've got Strava Craft Cold Brew on tap. But if you're not in the Denver area, you can get it delivered to you. StravaCraftCoffee.com. You can now get a Strava Craft Coffee subscription and 20% off any product you are subscribing to. You can get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. Oh, and 20% off any product you're subscribing to with the code DNVR20. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee packed with CBD. And like I said, you can get that subscription for 20% off with the code DNVR20. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.